Welcome to the You, Me and the GP radio show, a health exercise and nutrition show for over 40s who want to get back to their best. Discover how to keep yourself fit, healthy and full of energy. Each week, your hosts Rich Clark and Dr. Mark Daniels will answer your questions and interview special guests. Rich Clark is an exercise scientist and nutritionist who helps over 40s thrive, not just survive in today's busy world. Dr. Mark Daniels is a practicing GP with 25 years experience. He's had notable success with his patients using simple dietary changes rather than medication to provide improvements. Living in Wales with their families, they see the effect poor health has on people on a daily basis and how easily it can be turned around. Sit back and enjoy our tips and advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the show. It's myself and Mark here in the hot seats, ready to give you guys the answers uh, you need to these very uh, challenging health issues that, that you, you seem to be uh, getting there. So it's great that we can help people uh, with with these sorts of things. It's going down a storm, the show is. Mark, how, how are you finding things? Uh, yeah, good. I'm busy as always, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. And uh, yeah, I enjoy myself. So I, I love doing these. It, it, it's, it's great fun and uh, hopefully we can help people. Yeah, it is surprising how much fun they are. And I, I, I mean that uh, in a very sincere way, but it, it just, the time flies by and uh, it's great. As you say, the, the reception we, we've been getting off everybody's really kind of uh, kind and then even putting up with our shitty uh, sound quality and stuff. Hopefully on the last episode and this episode now we are really kind of getting to where we want to be. Mark's made some, some final adjustments again. So, uh, yeah, great. So we, we're on uh, a really kind of positive uh, sort of vibe with this at the moment. And uh, it still needs your reviews on iTunes. So please get on over to the, there for me. Leave a review. And uh, great. Um, you think in other news, Mark, we've got the event. Oh, yeah. Let's announce that, I guess. Um, just want to let everybody know. If you're on the blog, you would have already heard about this. We are having an evening in Swansea. Uh, the doctor and I, Dr. Mark, uh, it's basically it's called a, an evening with you, me, and the GP. And it's going to start at about 6 o'clock. We're going to kick off with a 20-25-minute exercise demonstration. I'm going to take you through some stuff to show you what to do if you've got any issues with your body, if you haven't got any issues with your body, how to scale lots of exercises and how to make them work for you whether it be at home or, or in the gym then we're going to get the, the doctor up to do a, a, a talk and myself we're going to do a talk we haven't really kind of got the details of that yet but they're going to be informative and we will leave the, or you guys will leave the room with some takeaway sheets so uh, diet sheets recipes exercise plans this sort of thing so it's, it's exercise a couple of talks and then we're having a meal. Uh, we're going to have a, a, a meal cooked from uh, a few recipes in my cookbook. And it'll be a sit-down meal. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's going to be a nice night. I've had an amazing response already, Mark. Uh, I have about 65 names on my list, and I haven't really kind of sold any tickets yet. Or I haven't even, Excellent. like, you know, so, um, you know, if everybody who said they they're interested comes through, it's, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm well, sure. One well, worry I've got is, do I have to wear lycra? Uh, well, I wish I uh, the <laughs> leopard skin mankini that you have. Um, yeah, my mankini's yeah, in there. Yeah, don't worry. 
Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll get you, but maybe you can join in the exercise or uh, could do some commentary or something like that. But uh, yeah, we're gonna get together. It's gonna be a show, Mark. I'm gonna be putting it uh, all on it uh, for this one. It's gonna be great. So anyway, people who are listening to the show, interested and can make it to Swansea, it is a Wednesday evening, so it is a local thing. If I'm honest, we will in the future hold weekend events. This is what we're building up towards. But initially, we're gonna do this. Um, but if you want to come down to Swansea, it is held on Planridian Holiday Park. So there is accommodation if you're really keen and you want to come down. So I know some people will. But it's going to be 25 quid a ticket and it's uh, three hours or so on a, a Wednesday evening in September. Okay, so we'll be announcing that regularly and talking about that now over, over the, the coming months and uh, letting you, you know if there's any tickets left on that. So, great. With all that said, let's crack on. First question, sir. Hi, Richard and Mark. I regularly listen to your podcast and have signed up to your emails. I was wondering if you could give me some advice. I've been suffering with trochanteric. Trochanteric. Trochanteric bursitis, and I've been prescribed naproxen, and I'm waiting for physiotherapy, Karen. Uh, any advice in the meanwhile? Okay. Do you want me to explain what it is? Yeah, I, I, I know what it is. Um, and yeah, it's a bit of a pain in the arse. Yeah, it's yeah. pain in the arse, exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Basically, greater trochanteric pain syndrome is what it's now called. It used to be called trochanteric bursitis. It's now got this sort of, um, it's a regional pain syndrome. So it's, it's in the area basically over your great, greater trochanter. Now, your greater trochanter is the knobbly bit on the top end of your femur. So it's the bit that fits. Is, is on the outside of where the socket fits in. So in position of your body, it's actually the pain comes in the sort of, I'm not feeling where it comes, because the, the outer aspect of the lower buttock. Right? Yeah, it's on the bony part. If you, yeah. like, fat doesn't grow over it or whatever, um, so, like, you should have a, a bony part. If you stand up straight, you yeah. ba- you can bang your hip, your hip bone, because that'll be protruding. And then if you go down about, like, four or six inches from your hip, on the side of your leg, bang, then is a really hard bit. That's it, there. That's the spot, yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically, you get the symptoms of it, you get persistent pain on the sort of that area. It, it can radiate along the sort of uh, the thigh, you can go down mm-hmm. to the knee, and even occasionally below the knee. Um, if you actually examine someone, you can actually find the tender spot, and that, that's over that area of the graduated trochanter. Um, basically, bottom line is most. Um, trochanteric bursitis or greater, greater trochanteric pain syndromes are self-limiting. I mean, they do go away on their own, even if you do nothing. But the treatment, as she's having is she's having the, the process. She's having an anti-inflammatory, so the treatment for that is anti-inflammatories. Um, you can also um, do behaviour me- um, modification. You can basically give them exercises to do to try and help that. You can even inject it. But it, I mean, another classic thing is it often affects people who are overweight. So if you lose weight, you can tend to get rid of it as well. I mean, the injection is the last resort. It tends to be anti-inflammatories and some ex- simple exercises. Uh, physiotherapy is, is the bottom line on this one. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Get rid of the inflammation. Rehab it. It's a bugger to stretch and to work. So if you manage the inflammation well and you can build yourself up, a little bit of IT band work. Yeah. on a foam roller towards the distal end, so on the knee end of the, the thigh, so to try and stay away from it. Also, you'll find the lateral aspect or the outside of your calf 
just below your knee. And again, you've got a knob, knobbly bit that sticks out there, uh, which is the top of your fibula, Mark, is it? Uh, tibia, your fibula. So yeah. the, uh, it's the top of your fibula. But anyway, uh, just there, if you can get, again, the foam roller on all that, mobilize that, it frees up the fascia and all the, the upper, uh, everything upwards from there. And then uh, also from the same principle, go the other end and do the hip flexors. So get a foam roller, if you can, then on the hip flexors and even the erector spinae and that's basically the side of your ass and in up it will, uh, i tell you what it will hurt yeah it will and that's all you can only do all this stuff if uh, as i said you are managing the inflammation it hurts on me and i haven't got any problems so yes it does hurt but hopefully it will be a different this is a good point it'll be a different type of pain you get to the inflammation with the uh the so yes it'll be uncomfortable but hopefully it'll be a different type of pain and you can try a massage but again i'm on the sir and even i would say that was a risky thing to do because the person you're with they've got to really know what they're doing uh, because it's it's a it's a fine line that you're, I mean, you're, you're I trying to tread it band foam rolling is more painful than when i broke my neck it's, it is that painful. I do it, and it's just. Oh, I mean, I shut up. No, it's not. Mark, you're putting people off here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is not that bad, guys. You, It gets easier. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it is. It gets easier, okay? Yeah, and, yeah, I, I uh, easy. It will free up and stuff. Uh, but the first time you lie on your side and you stick a foam roller on your leg, you'll be like through the roof. I, I agree. But get a foam ro- a light foam roller and. Um, just take your time or get a few massages first or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah it, it's uh, that's got some good stuff on that. What I'm trying to say to people is take, don't be afraid when it really hurts that it is it, it does hurt when you first. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Be prepared for some discomfort with a foam roller. Um, you know, it's uh, I'm on the hockey balls and all sorts of weird stuff at the moment now because uh, I'm quite enjoying the release uh, and the and the relief that I get from you know doing it. It's uh, it's a wonderful feeling if you can. Just kind of put up with that bit of discomfort, and then oh, my hips and my back feel fantastic after I do it. So yeah, there we go. Next question. Hi, <coughs> Rich and Mark. Loving the regular blogs and podcast. Never thought I'd be up on all this stuff at my age, but it's quite simple when you get used to it. I forget that sometimes that people within our target market, Mark, and our kind of audience. Over 40s, not so much. Over 50s, a bit more. But so over 60s, some of them, they're like, Rich, what the freaking hell's a podcast, you know? And I've actually, like, burned the load of the podcast onto CDs and I've given them to a group of my clients because they just don't do all this stuff, you know? So hello to those girls. And, um, you know, if uh, you need any explaining of all the technical stuff, guys, great. But it is not hard, as a Terry, uh, Terry's question just said. So here we go. Question is this easy does medication affect my ability to lose weight i take a couple of tablets for my blood pressure one for my cholesterol i've been on them all for about three years and recently i've tried to lose a bit of weight uh, with all the usual methods like cutting down on the beer and the biscuits i can't seem to shift a pound terry 62 years old Uh, i yeah the answer is terry yes medication does affect your ability to lose weight medication affects your hormones medication affects your your blood sugar and it has a uh, lot of effects like that now what blood pressure medication does now i i don't know because uh, they're just general medication statements there uh, what do blood pressure and cholesterol medications do mark 
but for your weight loss or, or for, so for your ability to lose weight well I'm not of the opinion that it makes a huge difference I mean compared with the basically eating the wrong diet the medication is not going to be the, the be all and end all all right, the medication, yes, it may make a slight difference depending on which blood pressure medication you're on. I mean, if you're on a, an ACE inhibitor, probably not a lot of difference. If you're on a beta blocker, yes, it may slow down the metabolic rate and push your sugar up. But to be perfectly frank, you need to get into the diet first. If you get the diet right, you may be able to even come off these medications. All right, so I would stick, I would say, yeah, okay, stick on the medication, get your diet right, and then go back to your doctor and say, what's my blood pressure? If it's lower, say, well, can I come off some of them? So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, a lot of people sort of, I'm not saying Terry's blaming his medication, but a lot of people say, I can't lose weight because I can't exercise. I can't lose weight because I'm on tablets. I can't lose, it's because I'm eating the wrong food. Yeah, and so, I, I would like to just, you know, be devil's advocate and say, well, I agree with some of these guys. They've got their diet right. Everything's spot on. They are on, you know, flipping all the health food and doing everything they possibly can. But I find, and, and it does, it's only just my opinion. I worked on a doctor's referral scheme and cardiac rehab for 10 years. You used to see 600 people a year, all on uh, with at least three to five comorbidities. When people are on one medication, okay, maybe even two. But when they're going into three, four, five, and six, which is not uncommon, really, then that is when, so it may be, as you say, and the key thing you suggested, Mark, is to try to, Get a good diet, get a bit healthy, and come off the medication, and and that would really boost. I think the weight loss would speed up a lot. But it may be down to something as simple as the the volume of medication and the dosage and stuff like that. It could be like Mark said, it'd be the beta blockers and stuff. Um, I know speaking to other clients of mine on um, antipsychotics, things like this, antidepressants. Yeah, they are like they mess with your blood sugar and stuff like that. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I would say it's the volume of medication and, and stuff. And, um, yeah, but they, it is a bugger. Mark, the, the question I'll ask on this for you is, if you take in a, quite a lot of medication, does it put so much or, or does it put a lot more demand on the liver and therefore may affect this whole weight loss situation? Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it will have an effect. But it is minimal compared with... A bad diet. A bad diet. Right, it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, that's a good point. And there are some drugs, like you said, antipsychotics. Yeah, if you have the best diet in the world, you're an antipsychotic, you will gain weight. Yeah. It's, it's just the way that they mess with your blood sugar. But apart from beta blockers, yeah, most blood pressure medications don't do a lot for your blood sugar. Okay. They don't do a lot to your hormones. But <laughs> I would say... What about the statin? Well, I'm not a big fan of statins. No, no, me. Well, no. We're going to do a special on statins because I've got a load of stuff to, to go through on that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not a big fan, but I, I wouldn't stop it. I would get your diet right, mm. and if you get your diet right, you will be able to come off the statins. Especially if you're so there's one, yeah, that's the easiest one to come off straight away, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. If you get your diet right, you would, I, I would get a test. What you should do, I, I mean, what, what I would do if I was in, i get tested, and then repost his results, and we'll give him some advice. Okay, there no, we it's, go. It's cholesterol. I'll get his cholesterol retested. And give us all four values, not just the number. Give okay. us the triglycerides, the LDL, HDL, and the total cholesterol. Okay, good advice. Then we'll, then we'll give, him some, give him some further advice. But look, I mean, we said in the last podcast, get on a low-carb diet, see how you get on, all right? Okay, great. Yeah, great. 
Um, and we've got a diabetes special. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about low carbs and stuff like that soon, I, I should imagine. Okay, next question. Got quite an interesting question for your show. It's on behalf of somebody who helps me out around the house. Here's a, um, oh, I've offered her advice, but she doesn't believe what I'm telling her. Maybe if you and the doc answer it for her, she might believe it. Here is her question. Hi, Rich and Dr. Mark. A friend has recommended me your show, and I've got to say, I really enjoy it and find it very informative. I'm a 28-year-old female and suffer from pancreatitis. I have, I am an active, healthy person, but I struggle to put on weight. I'm very thin for my height and weight. I am around 5 foot 3 or 4, probably weigh just under 7 stones. I would consider my diet to be quite healthy. For breakfast, I have a big bowl of Special K with blueberries, raspberries and banana, unsweetened almond milk. For lunch, I will have a large white sandwich with chicken, salad, maybe avocado. For dinner, I would have uh, typically fish, chicken with either vegetables, pasta or rice. I do snack between main meals on pistachio nuts, and I've got to confess that I do love McCrittley's chocolate uh, digestives, two or three or four, haha. So as you can see, <coughs> I'm eating quite a lot of calories for some of my size. Can you enlighten me as to why I'm struggling to put on weight and also recommend some exercises that could help me gain weight due to my PS, due to my pancreas, uh, certain foods I am unable to eat, like garlic, spicy foods, fatty foods, etc. Keep up the good work. Anita. Can I start? Yeah, yeah. We've uh, well, I think we've touched on this in the past, but yes. The the problem is with this question is that I'm getting some feedback here. By the way, is there something wrong with the sound? Um, I am. I'm not myself talking. Right, I'm not hearing anything this end, and I'm recording, so hopefully that's good. Alright, okay. Basically, it's a difficult question because we don't know whether she's got acute pancreatitis or chronic pancreatitis. They're two totally well separate diseases. I mean, you tend to get acute pancreatitis, which may lead on to chronic pancreatitis. Now, if she has acute pancreatitis, it's a totally different illness. And I don't think she will have acute pancreatitis because that's a illness we end up going into hospital all the time, back and forth. She's probably got chronic pancreatitis. Now, being 28, I, I think it's unlikely she's going to have alcoholic chronic pancreatitis. She's probably got the what's called idiopathic pancreatitis, which is not to do with alcohol. I mean, 80% of people with pancreatitis is to do with alcohol, but yeah. there are, is a smaller proportion that it's nothing to do with alcohol. And she doesn't mention alcohol, so I don't assume it's anything to do with alcohol. No, so, so we've got to think this, this is a chronic... I'm, I'm going to answer it as if it's a chronic pancreatitis, right? Now, chronic pancreatitis, people do have trouble uh, absorbing fat. Right, because they haven't got the enzymes to absorb fat. So I'd be interested to know whether her poo floats, because yeah. her poo floats and is oily in the pan, yeah. she's not absorbing fats, in which case she should be on some pancreatic enzymes. And she doesn't mention she's on pancreatic enzymes, and if she's on, uh, if she's got chronic pancreatitis and she isn't gaining weight, she probably could do with some pancreatic enzymes because she won't be able to absorb fat, be able to absorb fats, um, um, fatty uh, vitamins like A, D, and K, yes. which again will impinge on her health. So, if she has got chronic pancreatitis, first thing first is to see whether she's got uh, malabsorption of, of fats, which she probably has. In which case, she needs something to help her absorb the fats. All right. Then, as far as the diet goes, I mean, you 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 can talk about that one. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, when people say to me they want to uh, put on weight, um. See, she is healthy, and the diet is not, uh, you know, 
ridiculously uh, bad. Okay, a bit of cereal and some bread and stuff, but I think leaner people can, you know, yeah. get get away with that sort of stuff. Uh, well, on a weight gain front, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's all. It it depends on how much she has to do a bit of trial and error, but she has got to eat more fat if she can tolerate it and if it's possible. I do find people who've had pancreatitis, they, they're scared off fat a bit because of obviously the, the bad experiences they get. They do not want the pain to come back. So I can understand why they are very hesitant. But i got one boy now. He's up to, I think, 75, 80 grams of fat a day from about 20 grams of fat. And he's not having any problems at all. It's all healthy stuff. Um, you know, he doesn't have any fried fats or any, any nonsense like that. Um, or any omega sixes, it's all all good stuff. So I've built him up on his fat intake, and he, he's doing a lot better. He's put a stone back on from um, the, the the weight that he, he lost and things like that. So that the good fats again for for anybody who hasn't been listening uh, so far or whatever, you know, but uh, you know, an avocado is great. Olive oil and and, and uh, coconut oil and nuts and and all, but. Um, the probably uh, as important as the fats really uh, are, are the carbohydrates. So you have got to start eating a bit more uh, if you want to put on weight. But to drive that weight gain, you probably need a weight training uh, regime, and and you you won't get better than CrossFit or a boot camp or or something like that to to put a bit of size on you. But it's difficult to say. Obviously, you know I've met you and stuff, but. Under seven stones, five foot three, you know, it's probably only half a stone, really. You know, you're not, um, you know, kind of uh, that far off. So, yeah, I'd say uh, just a little bit of weight training of some sort, a couple of times, two or three times a week, half hour, and increase the carbs and increase the fats very gently. Um, And I've got a question then about poo, Mark. Yeah. You said if her poo floats or whatever, is I thought healthy poos were meant to float. Well, it's, it's they have oily. They're called they. It's called oh, stiff yeah. rear. It's yeah. oily and not really formed. Right. That's okay. So it's different. Yeah. Fats. Okay. So it's different to a good oh, uh, stool which floats or whatever. Cool. Look at the stuff we talk about. You're wonderful. Man. <laughs> oh. Okay. The other thing, I, the thing I would say with her is, as long as she's having periods. Mm. She's not in any huge danger or anything. Yeah. She's not having periods. Then yeah, she does need to gain weight. But she's not having periods. I mean, yeah. half the, half the people listening to this podcast would kill to be her. Yeah, weight. yeah, I know. Yeah. So as you say, unless you know, there's there's reasons or whatever. But you you know what these girls are like. They probably want to look better and all that sort of stuff. And probably a friend say, "Oh, you're a bit thin." And next thing they 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 they've you know got uh, an issue about something when there's perhaps uh, no need. But there we go. You uh, really are going to struggle with your male, aren't you? Yeah, my hate mail is is on the rise. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. girl, the girls know my my heart is in the right place here. Uh, my even if my 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 mouth isn't sometimes. Huh. Cool. Right. Last one for today. From my cousin in Newport. Uh, Rich, I have a friend who's been anorexic for a good many years. The lowest weight was actually three stone. She saw me today and said, wow, look at you. You have lost weight and are glowing and look healthy. Oh, uh, and she's told this lady after years of trying, she's finally listening to our advice on eating the right food. This girl then started to cry 
and said, could your cousin help me? And she said, I would ask. So she sent us this question. Uh, she doesn't obviously want to lose weight. It's to eat the right healthy food. So kind of a lot of the stuff we just said to the previous lady applies to this one. Yeah, there's one scary thing, though. Hmm? She said, you look well, you have lost weight. Mm. And to an anorexic, that is the sort of ultimate thing. It so was. it's slightly scary that she uh, said she, she looks well because she's lost weight. Mm. For an, you know, because anorexics are all... Yeah, that, yes. Their, 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 their body image. And it's slightly scary that she said that to us. So, you know, okay, yeah, your, your cousin may look well in, and may look fantastic now, but to the anorexic there, it was, you look well because you've lost weight. Yeah, yeah, that's a really and interesting that, um, point. So it's a tight spin on it. Yeah, you've got to think yeah. about it. I mean, you, your cousin may be thinking, oh, she thinks I look well, great, that's fantastic. But to the anorexic brain, sometimes it's, and you, you look well because you've lost weight. Yeah, yeah. How did you do it? How can I lose weight? So you have to be, it's, it's going to be a slight sort of caveat on that. You've got to worry yeah. about yeah. what her sort of motivation is to get um, uh, what, what her, your cousin's getting, if you see what I mean. Yes. I mean, it's very much, I mean, the treatment of anorexia nervosa is very much a psychological treatment. I mean, you try and make them gain weight, but really it's got to be a psychological treatment first. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether she's a, a she, it sounds like she, at her worst she was three stone and now she's come up. Yeah. From from what I can gather, I mean, as long again, I always gauge it by periods. If she's having periods again, she's not going in the right direction. She's still not having periods. She needs some more sort of psychological help. All right, okay. but yeah. as far as we can do, let's assume she's she's on the way up and she's doing well. I would suggest our, our standard healthy diet. I mean, she's going to be she's going to want to know the calories and this and calories that. We don't deal with calories, do we? No, no. we don't deal with calories at all. And so I would suggest that she eats the healthy foods that we suggest, the healthy fats, you know, not so much the grains, eat more of the, the healthy, healthy carbohydrates. Certainly she needs to, if she still needs to gain weight, she needs to eat more carbohydrates and more fats and maybe less protein, but she certainly needs to eat um, a decent amount of food mm. and it should be healthy food. And, you, and the way you, your cousin could help her is to say, you know, I did this by eating healthy food yeah. and healthy foods are not the foods that she thinks are healthy, like low-fat foods and all this. She mm -hmm. can tell her the healthy foods are things like butter and that sort of thing and see if she can get us to eat those sort of foods. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I've got about this. Oh, mate, that's brilliant. Very, yeah, very that's dangerous, dangerous thing, anorexia. You've got to be mm -hmm. so careful. And really this, you know, your cousin obviously wants to help this girl. And yeah. to help her, the only thing I would suggest is that she tells her to eat the healthy foods, yeah. but leaves it at that. Otherwise, she could get into some sort of serious problems. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more with these sorts of issues. Often, the most important thing is to refer on and uh, let somebody who deals with this sort of thing, because you can be of uh, the best intention, but you could say the one wrong thing and not even realize it. And, you know, you, you, you're really, you know, making a balls up of, of things or whatever. Sure. So whether you're trying to be, as you say, a friend or, or what we're trying to do, trying to be helpful and all this sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, great. I think your answer was, was fantastic, nice and rounded and stuff. And uh, if, as you say, she is on the way up, then all the, the stuff for the previous question does, does apply uh, there. So cool. There we go, my friend. That is that for that. And um, that uh, we call it a day there, is it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you, guys. Um, keep on listening in, and we will be back soon with another episode. Bye from me. And bye from me. You, me, and the GP Radio Show is intended for general information purposes and is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. 
It is not designed to provide specific advice and anyone with a medical problem should seek the advice from their own doctor. Please note, we accept absolutely no responsibility if you turn into a fitter, stronger, more energetic and all-round better version of yourself. To get the show notes, just head on over to richard-clark.co.uk.